Should I choose the smoothest course? Oh, steady is the beating drum. Steady has the beating drum. Should I marry Kokuam? Or should I just keep on dancing, baby? Where is that mashup? Should I keep on dancing, baby? Just keep dancing, baby. Just around the river, <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm sorry. I'm screaming over here. I look once more. So, okay, we're It's a great match. good. It's a great. Literally, just around the river band chasing pavements. I need that. I think Adele should play Pocahontas in the live action. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to We Love That. I'm Jerome Walker. And I'm Kenyon Duncan. But someone better fact check that, (laughs) Mom. We're back. <laughs> Stop saying that right now. <laughs> We're always back. I don't want to be caught in the you know eternal state of return. When do I get my flowers? When am I here here? Mama, we're always returning and we're always being celebrated for it. Okay, okay. Actually, you talked me right off of my position. Absolutely, <laughs> we're always, always returning. We're in triumph. We're in constant triumph. <laughs> Oh, wheel, wheel, wheel. How's it going? Okay, you know what's funny? This is, you know... <laughs> skip right over of, how I'm going. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I didn't <laughs> really care. <laughs> <laughs> this is giving a little bit of how the sausage is made. But, um, but we're recording this on a Friday afternoon, which is very old school. We love that. Like, we used to always record on Friday afternoons. Wow. Wow, back when, you know, we used to be in the same room. I don't remember that part of it, but yes. <laughs> that was fun. We should try we that, should again that again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Um, how are you doing? No. How, how are you doing with all that's going on? Oh, gosh. You know, right now in the country. How are you hanging? I hope you're hanging in. No, no, no. I'll okay. tell you something no. that... And I don't mean this to be mean. I understand that it comes from a good place. Absolutely work. But, (laughs) however, (laughs) I had hoped that we had left the, you know, white people checking in texts in 2020. (laughs) It's really, I understand people being trying, being and trying. I understand Mm -hmm. that. Because I, too... I'm trying in my being. <laughs> um, Go on. <laughs> but it's just, uh, 
that's just, that's not, how are you doing in all of this? No, no, no. Ask me what I ate for breakfast. That's a question that I yeah. can answer, okay? Don't ask me questions that I cannot answer without having to, like, <laughs> dig and rummage around on the inside of my feelings. Exactly. Very that. Then I have to, and again, I know that it comes from a good place, but I do have to, <laughs> I do find this funny. <laughs> the people I famously am from Washington, D.C., and the people who were like, <laughs> the people who were like, I hope that your family is staying safe. And it's like, yes, girl, my bedroom is <laughs> actually sleep at the Vermont Senate desk. And so I had to hightail it up out of there, girl. Like, it was getting hot. <laughs> I'm gasping. Look, these people just want to know that you're okay, Jerome. Are you okay? Um, Am I okay? <laughs> I'm, look, I'm doing great. And this brings us right into a moment for the world. Yes, it does. Um. Now, again, we're, as always, we're recording this a little bit in advance, so who knows? <laughs> maybe between recording and release, maybe maybe they'll storm the Washington Monument next. Who knows? I, I mean, that's surely what happened last time we sat down to record, and then right <laughs> afterwards they said, you know what? Right at the Capitol building, see you there. See you there. Um, the, well, the moment of our current world... Let me say this. January 6, 2021. Who could have seen that one coming? <laughs> <laughs> Except for actually so many people actually predicted well, it. So. <laughs> correct. <laughs> oh. um, I know, here's the thing. Five people have died at this point. And I don't want to make light of that. Because that's horrible. Um it also was, it was harrowing, it was shocking, it was violent, it was scary, all of that. And, you know, just violent to see on the TV, you know, try right. being there, and, oof, yeah, no. T. And, like, you know, I'm joking about, oh, yeah, of course my family was fine, like, we don't live in the Capitol building. It As a person from D.C., it does suck that, like, you know, D.C. is, or was for an extremely long time, a predominantly black city, uh, still a ton of black people live there. It's extremely democratic, uh, totally denied of any representation in Congress, of any vote in Congress. And yet we have all these people coming, flooding town to come and wreak havoc. That sucks. That's and I'm, what I was thinking about. I hate that. When, when, like, you know, Maryland and Virginia had to, like, mobilize their National Guard, I was like, so anybody going to give D.C. statehood? Yeah. Like... Where is John <laughs> Raphael? <laughs> Are you in? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, mess. That all that being said, I'd had to laugh. I simply had to laugh. I mean, how many chickens can come home to roost in one day? The whole flock. Is it called a flock the of whole, chickens? <laughs> uh, yeah, a whole flock of chickens. <laughs> The, I mean, all the chickens came home to roost all at once. As in, not only is it the day that Trump's loss is certified, on top of that, the Republicans historically lose their wow. control of the Senate. Wow. And if all, and you know, the president and the vice president are fighting. Did you see Vice <laughs> Pence unfollowed Trump on Twitter? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. I love that that's the universal, the international symbol of we have beef. <laughs> to unfollow each other. On like <laughs> even the literal president and vice president of the country. That is the language that they speak, okay? It's crazy. So don't tell me that this country is too divided. We speak the same language. We speak, we all speak the same language, and it's Twitter. Ooh, that actually is um, terrible. <laughs> I know. And then on top of all of that, their base storms the Capitol building, which, let's let's just remind ourselves, has not been sieged since the War of 1812, Mama. That's 200 years ago. 1812. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so it is a combination both, and it, you know, it's it's potato potato, as in either the political power is stripped away from these Republicans in such a huge way the same day that they prove to us that they are deserving of no political power, right. or they prove to us that they're deserving of no political power the same day that it actually is taken away from them. <laughs> and I think... And I have to laugh. As well as, like, this ain't new. Like, this is nothing new. As in, like, I can find it funny because there's truly nothing different about this versus, like, you know, absolutely it's different that it happened in the Capitol building as incited specifically by the president. But, like, white people being crazy and violent and intruding somewhere where they were not invited to destroy some property, they do that if their sports team wins. So it's like... (laughs) You know, white people do that all the time. I mean, that's what I that's what I said to you on the phone when we were calling as is all happening. I said whiteness is self-destructive. And here yes. is just another reminder of this thing that we all already knew. And self-destruction was the name of the game. <sighs> Absolutely. 100%. And I'm over that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do I do kind of wonder, like, you know, now that American citizens have attacked them, the American capital. <laughs> that just sounds ridiculous to say, but it's where we are. That's um, true. It's what happened this week. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're in that anything goes space of like... Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I want, I'm trying to say this in a in a positive way. Absolutely, there's like... <laughs> That can be scary, and chaos is, you know, takes its toll. Um, But also, like, seeing, you know, American systems chew chew themselves up from the inside, you know, Mm -hmm. namely the Republican Party, you know, like, literally just dismantle its own self, cannibalize itself into non-existence. Correct. Fingers crossed. (laughs) This, the time is ripe for for the kind of radical and revolutionary change that people have been clamoring for when they've been yeah. saying the system is self-destructive and then the system right. hits the self-destruct, self-destruct button. Self-destructs. So <laughs> it's like, okay, well, this is reflective of both the truth that people have been speaking about, but it's also like, okay, can we can we expand in this moment Yeah, what we think is possible? Yeah, absolutely. One more thing to say about this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this kind of gets back to our when we were talking about audience, when we were talking about people talking on Instagram. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 N- 
Now, why did I open up Instagram to find some white people saying, now imagine if they had been black and <laughs> brutalized and beaten and harassed and harangued? <laughs> and another one, please. Please, another one. <laughs> and harmed. Literally harm. And it's like... Now, why would I want to imagine such a thing? It, it's a stalled imagination. It really, it, like, you can imagine no other thing than that thing that we have ample also, evidence of throughout history. Right. Imagine. What? <laughs> what do you need to imagine for? <laughs> imagine all the people, mama. Imagine. No, actually, we've been saying their names. This is not imagine yeah, anything. Yeah, how about the, yeah. Instead, ooh, let's come up with some hypothetical situation in which the police are mean to black people. Ooh. <laughs> I bet if that were to be true. But, you know, if you are one of those people for whom it is sinking in newly right now, um, to right. you I say, welcome. <laughs> well, <laughs> Pull up a chair. <laughs> There's actually standing room only. <laughs> So. <laughs> but we will make the room because we we'll need y'all. You can be in the overflow. We need y'all to clean it up, okay? Um, when, <laughs> when people are like, if you haven't woken up yet, it's time to wait. It's, I'm like, if you haven't woken up yet, girl, sleep, sleep away. <laughs> I mean, can somebody say dead to the world? It's like, what do you, okay. <laughs> And, like, imagine Wednesday being like, I think there's something wrong with this president. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think this is actually a perfect transition into what we were going to talk about today. Because okay, work. it's, if you are just waking up, then you know that you have been gotten by the misinformation. Absolutely. You have been consumed in that alternate reality. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Alternate. Alternative facts, mom. <laughs> Remember alternative facts? Stop, stop. That, let's cast our minds back that alternative facts was the very first thing of the Trump presidency, as in after he had been inaugurated. People were like, so we're looking at the number of people at the inauguration. It wasn't that many people. And remember Sean Spicer, who was like... Actually, it's more people than have ever attended any event ever in the history of humankind. So, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, Mama, we can see, not to be rehashing fake news from 2017, but, <laughs> like, we, can, we have eyes, so I don't understand the point of pretending as though we can't see. But then it was Kellyanne Conway who went on some morning show and was like, well, you have your version of the facts and we have an alternative version of the facts. We have alternative facts. Which actually brings me to my first question about misinformation. Ooh. Which is that, is that a misnomer? Like, is misinformation a two-kind way of saying lies and conspiracy? <laughs> 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 like, ooh, they were spreading misinformation. Feels like, ooh, there's a different version of the information that they were spreading that maybe is a little dubious. As opposed to, they were lying. <laughs> she was lying, <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> well, okay. You're really opening up all the thoughts in my brain. I think there are lots of terms. You know, you've got misinformation, <laughs> lies, like you've just put it out, uh, disinformation, yeah, propaganda. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, 
theoretically, these all mean different things, but you know, what is language anyway? Um, <laughs> I don't know, because I'm here to call a spade a spade. And, yeah. you know, when people be lying, people are lying. That's just... <laughs> that's just if you lying, it. you lying! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but it's also, like, sometimes people get fed untruths. And then turn around mm-hmm. and feed them to other people. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, are you lying or are you reproducing things that are no good? <laughs> I feel that, that there's a difference between lying and saying something that isn't true. Um, I still, I'm kind of like, why misinfer, like, that is something that I'm kind of like, why, why have we named it such? Right. Like, you, like we could say, you're spreading falsehoods. <laughs> you're spreading fiction. You're spreading <laughs> things that aren't true. I just feel like misinformation is kind of like, I don't know, I feel like to an audience that is susceptible to misinformation, which we'll get into. (laughs) It's like, I just, it feels generous to me as a, like, it it feels alternative facts in the sense of like, well, there aren't alternative facts. There are things that are true. Like, and you know, there are things that, you know, you can interpret the way that you want to interpret. Like that's different from like things that are true and are not true. As in, you know, is it misinformation to say that Trump had the highest attended uh, inauguration or is it just wrought like it's false? There's no part of that that is true. There's no part of that that is information. <laughs> I guess what I was getting at was like, it matters who is doing the talking. You know, whatever You're you, right. even if you dive into, you know, misinformation, disinformation, like one of the first things I feel like, you know, you get told is like, check your sources, you know, it matters who is saying what, so you can determine what's credible and what's not. And I feel like misinformation is, is a, is a term for a certain category of people who are telling things that are untrue, but it's not the same term for the people who are just inventing those untrue things. Right. Right. At the end of the day though, (laughs) the liars are out there. (laughs) (laughs) The liars are out there. Um, and then you brought up, you know, fact-checking. Are you a person who facts check, fact-checks information? No. I know. I feel like me neither. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Uh, well, it depends on what, what... You're right. Okay, this is very depend. You go first, but... Or I'll go. I don't know. Well, because, I mean, my real question, like, are you subject to misinformation? Yes. As in, you, Kenyon Duncan, like... Do you be misinformed? <laughs> I have to say yes. I mean, I just, you know, abs- I don't see why I wouldn't be. Right. <laughs> there's this, um, <laughs> there's this, famously, I listen to a million podcasts. One of the podcasts that I listen to is John and Hank Green's podcast. And John Green said on it at some point um, that it is, as soon as we think we are, uh, as soon as we think we're immune to misinformation and immune to like being manipulated, that is when we are most vulnerable to it. Literally, that's when it gets you. So like, I mean, I would say personally that I, I mean, I don't think I'm immune to misinformation. That being said, I do not think I'm often misinformed. Like I think that I, you know what I, it's like, but, but is that the same thing? Like, I know that it's possible that I could see something and 
share it or see something and repeat it to someone else and like just assume that it's true simply because I trust that my, you know, news feeds are giving me good information most of the time, um, which we can also talk about. But like, you know, certainly it happens that like, certainly it is possible and does happen sometimes that like I do be sharing things that like actually are misleading or are untrue. <laughs> right. I mean, even here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, on the podcast, we do it every week. <laughs> I mean, we, please look Talk at the descriptions, lying. everyone, because every time we speak, we actually have to go back and see, is what we're saying even true? Correct. Sure. And we put it down uh, below. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of, I'll be vulnerable. I'll be vulnerable with you here right now today. Um, I recently, this was in December, saw this thing on Instagram. And now here's the thing. I feel like most of the people that I follow on Twitter and Instagram are journalists, are literally the news, are organizers, are people that I really trust. And it's never just like, oh, I've seen this one thing from this one person. It, like, typically, if I'm seeing something, I'm seeing it from a lot of people that I follow. Mm. Yes, echo chamber, but also that, like, that tends to be, oh, I'm seeing it from a lot of different sources. So not like, oh, three of my friends said the same thing, but like, oh, this journalist from ABC posted the same thing that this Washington Post article said that, you know, whatever. Like, that is why I'm like, okay, when I see stuff, I feel like I can trust it, even though I don't do a lot of, like, going out of my way to fact check things. Right, right. Anyway, case in point, I saw this post on Instagram, on someone's Instagram story. You know Instagram, uh, mama. Uh, Mrs. Zuckerberg. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> uh, that was like, you know, eight of the 10 deadliest days in U.S. history have been in the last week because of COVID deaths. Um, and I saw that and I was gagged and I was like, look, that checks out because in my head, I'm like, I know that 9-11 was one of the deadliest days. I know that we're around that 9-11 number of over 3,000 people are dying a day. Today or yesterday, they it passed over 4,000. Yeah, which yesterday. We're still in a pandemic. Mamas, stay put. Don't go outside. It's not that hard. Put on a mask. And put on a mask. Um, but... Uh, so I'm like that this makes sense. I'm going to repost it. And <laughs> a couple days later, uh, Instagram was like, we, maybe not, maybe the next day or something. I don't remember exactly when Instagram was like, we have flagged this thing that you shared because it deals with some misinformation. Um, one of the, th one of the parts of it being that people die every day. And so to say like a deadliest day is very vague. Right. <laughs> you know, what? It, what is the date? The, the day that most people died in America may be some arbitrary day that a bunch of people just happen to die, you know? Right. Tons of people die every day of natural causes, whatever. So, you know, that's a hard thing to say. Um, on top of, there were other things about the post that were not, like, it credited the deadliest day as being the Galveston hurricane, which occurred in 1990, or 1900, or like very early 20th century. And it's like, there is not a clear number of a certain number of people dying on that day. Right. Anyway, all that is to say that I posted this thing. I, it seemed like it was true. I shared it. I then felt bad because I mean, not just felt bad, but like I 
a number of people, a number of friends of mine who I follow and who follow me shared it to their story after I shared it to my story. So I was like, oh, mama, I'm spreading the misinformation. It got <laughs> like, <you>. it's me. <laughs> they got me. They got me, gal. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm like, that just within the last month has made me be like, oh, I guess I really do. Like, I thought that I, there there I go, thinking that I'm immune and it, to it misinformation, and there I go spreading it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did what did you did you do anything afterwards? Oh, not at all. Okay, I did nothing. Okay. At all. <laughs> I mean, I think it's interesting. I wish, I feel like the title misinformation gives us mm-hmm. the license to say that I have been love the passive voice misinformed. Work, you know, and it's like you know you didn't make the infographic, right? You know, not out here lying. Right. According to these definitions that I'm just kind of making up on the spot here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as in, you know, going back to what we were saying before, I was not intentionally trying to mislead anyone. I saw that and thought that it was true and said, hey, this seems true to me. And so I'm saying it to all of you. Right. And at the same time, it's like, I feel like that gives you, you know, an opportunity on the other side of this experience to be like... Mm -hmm. Hey, folks, I have been misinformed. And maybe that, that's the opportunity you're taking today here right now, being vulnerable hey, on air. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm seizing that as, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I mean, you said you're going to be vulnerable. And honestly, thank you for your vulnerability. Um, thank you for it, for making a space in which I can be vulnerable. Ding! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, part of the logic for me, or I guess part of the, I also was like, okay, what was the message? Even if the specific information was wrong or was misleading or was not in full context, um, what is the message? The message of the post was, hey, this pandemic is getting worse. Here are the number of people who are dying every day. Here's that in context with like other, you know, big deadly events that we have had in the past. Um, Treat this seriously. Like, wear a mask. We've got to be doing better. Like, we're, it's getting worse. And I felt like, okay, the point of the post was that and was less about the specific, like, when you, you know, here are are the 10 deadliest days and like, you know, here's what the fact is. So, in that sense, I was like, well, the ethos was right, even if the specific facts were not right. But that is, I mean, that's the whole point. Like, so many people could say that about stuff that I'd be like, this is totally irresponsible and you can't say that. I mean, the message is inside of whatever you're, whatever anybody's posting, really, is the thing that interests me because we're all trying to be in, you know, if not deep in cursory in the surface level dialogue on these platforms saying, right. you know, responding to whatever we see, reacting to what we feel. Um, and our posts reflect that. So, you know, you're trying to, you're amplifying that part of you that's saying I'm taking this pandemic seriously. It right. is not getting better. And I would love it if other people could, you know, step on up and take it seriously with me. And I'm right there with you. Um, I feel like we get we we have to find so many ways to get creative with how to just kind of say exactly what we think and feel because yeah. it's already been said before and no one's listening. 
Right. And I feel like that is such a, uh, um, a impetus for misinformation. It's just like when the truth has been said, you know, facts don't change. The truth is out right. there. And when it gets said and gets spoken and then it gets brushed aside, then people got to, you know, manipulate it, spin it, slant it, work some messaging on there to get right. people to hear it again. And you take that a step further and you're into propaganda. You take it a step further, you're into misinformation. You take that a step further and you're just out here telling lies. I mean, the Trump era often gets referred to as the post-truth era because it's like facts don't matter anymore. Experts don't matter. You, Mommy, you can be an expert in anything. If you have an opinion, you're the expert and your opinion matters. You know, like that's, I mean, that's the whole, that's been true about climate change for years is trying to make a, you know, interested parties have been trying to make a dynamic, a social dynamic in which it doesn't matter what experts think because, oh, well, I went outside and it's cold. So what do you mean the planet is getting warmer? Right. Um, which is, you know, such an American individualistic, like neoliberal, like, well, I can make a decision about me and my specific corner of the sky and if it feels true for me, then it must just be true for everyone everywhere. And that's, I mean, that's no, I mean that, but the same thing is happening with like the pandemic. If someone is like, oh, well, you know, I don't know anyone who's died from it, which is like, mama, who is it? <laughs> right. Uh, or, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that that's really what's happening or I don't believe that that's why these people are dying or, you know, whatever, people who don't want to believe the facts want to believe, then it's like, well, I mean, then I kind of am like, well, I wonder what uh, misinformation means in that context when it's just like, there is no regard for truth. There's no regard for expert. The, the only regard to so many people, like I feel like much of the issue is that the only regard to so many people is like, what do I personally feel and buy into as opposed to like what is backed up by evidence and what is, or like what evidence, like, you know, choosing what evidence you do and do not want to believe. I don't know. I, the thing that is coming to my head now is it's serving me, you know, when people talk about systemic racism, right. And someone is like, here are all the ways that I can talk about how not being a white person, how being a black person, how being a person of color, whatever has, affected my personal experience. Here are all the things that I have experienced. And that often the thing that we're running up against is that someone else, often a white person, often a poor white person is like, well, here are all the things that I have experienced that are, you know, that sound similar to what you're talking about. Or, you know, I don't know anyone personally who I've never seen that happen, or I've never heard anyone say the thing that you're talking about. And so I just don't think it's an issue. I think the things that are really salient to me are the issue and not whatever it is that you're talking Like you're making something up because it doesn't feel salient to me when I right. think about my own experiences. Right. Which is like, how do we just, you know, if people are just deciding what they want to believe and what not to believe without any, like with the only metric being, is it true for me? Does it seem true to me? Does it seem true out of what I have seen in front of my own two eyes? Then it's like, you know, is misinformation even the right word in talking in that kind of, which I feel is the predominant context of our current social time, or is it just something totally, totally different? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good a good point because it sounds so much more, I feel like a more apt way of describing what you're talking about is just like people have become less interested. It is less important to people now. Well, maybe it never was, but you know, <laughs> another discussion. Um, <laughs> like, you know, how how big is your circle? Like, right. how far do you look outside of yourself and still see things that you say that matters to me? This person matters to me. This other living thing matters to me. And I think a lot of people are limited by like their true like sight. The word is called compassion. Okay. The word is literally called compassion. Like how far do you look outside of yourself and still, you know, want to alleviate the suffering that you see? Yeah. You know, feel that you're invested in that. Right. Ought to be. Right. And I mean, look, compassion, I'm just going to say here now, starts with self-compassion. And I see a lot of people Oof. not being self-compassionate. Cut to all these people climbing walls and falling down, plummeting, <laughs> not wearing masks, not self, like, little self-regard. Yeah. I mean, voting for people who don't care about you, who aren't doing anything to help you. I. It's so fitting that this is what we're talking about this particular week because I think that, I mean, getting back to specifically the misinformation thing, like, do I think that many of those people who stormed the White, stormed the Capitol building genuinely think that there's this huge conspiracy that, you know, Trump actually did win and Biden didn't get all these votes and Democrats came up with like, do I, are there some people who really believe that? Sure, maybe. It's certainly what a lot of people say, and I think that a lot of people hear that enough that it's like, okay, well, that I'm hearing this from someone who I have always trusted, Ted Cruz, <laughs> et cetera. And so, like, I, I want to believe that it's true. But I also think that there are people who don't think that it's true, Ted Cruz. <laughs> I think that, you know, most of the actual Republicans in Congress, well, Republicans in the Senate, Republicans in the House are just, it's goddamn anybody. Is that even <laughs> a category? Off the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does not matter. But I think that there are a lot of people who stormed the Capitol building, not because they actually, you know, if I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, not because they're like, there's a great injustice being done and, uh, you know, Donald Trump genuinely won more votes and the Democrats are trying to rip this away from him, whatever. I think that there are people, a lot of those people are like, I don't really care who people voted for. I don't really care what, you know, if this is true or not. I don't really care if the reason that I'm giving for this is a true reason. I just would rather it be this way. And so I'm going to go do this huge violent act to try to scare people into just making the thing that I want to be true happen. Even though I know it's not true. I think I'm I'm pretty much there with you. I mean, I think the I think there folks have a lot of distrust in institutions that are out here to give us fact and give us information, like how many people voted and you know who did they vote for. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly trust news and media organizations. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But like, I think a lot of people. Is it? <laughs> well, I, I a whole separate point, maybe not. A different conversation. <laughs> um, but, like, what makes you get up and, like, fly from Arkansas? Uh, like, I think that's deep, a deep feeling of, like, 
being wronged. Like you just feel right. like you you have been attacked, that your safety is at risk. And right. you know, whether or not that's true, that's a real feeling. And if that doesn't get accounted for, healed, and voiced yeah. in some safe way, ooh, we're just gonna keep experiencing this from white people. For all white people. Um, yeah, I think that there's this kind of this facts are feelings thing gets passed around a lot. And some people are like facts are feelings, and other people are like facts are not feelings. And I would say that facts are I would say that feelings are facts about how you feel. Work. Put that on a t-shirt. Switch <laughs> that into a pillow. Um, which is to say, like, you know, I don't think that that means anything about the cause. You know what I mean? For instance, if you have a fever and you're like, I feel hot. That doesn't mean it's hot. That means you feel hot. Work. That was a fierce <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> but like, you know. If the, all these people, I think you're absolutely right. All these people feel threatened. They feel like they are, their safety is under attack. They feel like their liberty, their freedom is under attack, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't mean that those things are true. And it also, you know, is not always exactly the most effective thing just to be like, that's not true, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> because, right. you know, regardless of whether or not they, quote unquote, should be feeling that way, they do. And so something's got to be done about that. Now, does that mean, I mean, I think the thing that has to be done about that is like, you know, education. I think like having true, actual, real conversations about, you know, race, class, et cetera, about what the Republican Party does in this country, about what rich people do in this country. Um, and also, you know, that's not to say that people, that poor white people don't need help from the government and aren't aren't being screwed over by our current social political system. Of course they are. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that it, you know, all that is to say, we have to go about addressing the fact of that of that they feel that way, right. not if, beyond just oh you shouldn't feel that way or just you know you're wrong. Shut up. <laughs> right. And I'm glad you brought up like you know having conversations about race, class, etc. Because I think that's a lot of what people turn to initially for this. I'm about to. <laughs> I'm about to say that you're wrong. Oh, work. Go off. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Spreading but, misinformation. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think I think that's definitely part of it. Like you know, meaningful dialogue. But you know, people can't dialogue unless they can hear. And these feelings are the things that yeah. turn hearing off. Like, like shut yeah. down listening. So, like, I need, <laughs> I need. I feel like I've said this before, maybe even here on the podcast. But what I need is safe spaces for black people to get together and talk about their trauma. And I need different, separate, safe spaces <laughs> for white people to get together and talk about their trauma. That is generational. Yeah. Like, and like, once you feel like you have a handle on naming your feelings, on talking and stepping through them, so you can say like, I feel this way. If, if you can't even say that, then like, don't come to some, you know, race and reconciliation truth and reconciliation conversation right. with your knee-jerk reactions to trauma. That doesn't help yeah. anybody. Yeah, it's not the time <laughs> and the place. It's not the time and the place. And I feel like that's what I saw so much. That's what I see so much all the time is like, you know, the first question that gets asked on any news media organization is like, well, you know, you watched the attack on our capital today. 
what was your initial reaction? No, I don't want your initial reaction. <laughs> Reactivity so right. is not You're what we so need. Right. What is your knee-jerk, no-context take on this situation? <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be an expert on something. Give me your expertise, not how you feel. That's very valid, but hopefully you did that work before you got on the Zoom call, girl. Like, <laughs> Right. Before you're up here on CNN talking about some... Give me your... <laughs> Unrefined. Uh, <laughs> and we're just going to put it Unconsidered. on... Unconsidered. Everybody's TV across the nation. Just the first thing that comes off of your mind, we're just going to give it to everybody. <laughs> Beam it into okay. everyone's Let's faces. play word association. <laughs> and we're going to call it news. Ugh. Ugh. So I say violent attack. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That's so true. What is your initial? Re- what was your initial reaction when you heard the news? It's like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Literally. How about what is the thing that you'd like to share with everyone? <laughs> I mean, I don't. That's why don't we hear that question more often? Like, what do you have that you would like to share with everyone else? Because I mean. I just can't answer that with, like, my hatred, you know? Like, how can you (laughs) reply to that question with, like, you know, my vitriolic response to whatever's happening, even if that's happening for you? You know, take that to your therapist. To I mean, even me saying, like, oh, you know, I'm hearing about the news on Wednesday and all I can do is laugh. And even when I brought that up today, I'm like, in a lot of ways, that's really inappropriate because this is a very scary, very violent, very foreboding, like... It is bad. <laughs> There's really not a whole lot about it that, like, is laughable. Right. And yet, still, I mean, talk about generational trauma. Like, <laughs> I have to laugh. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point. That's really an excellent point. <laughs> what was your initial reaction? <laughs> or don't, you know what I hate? I hate when they're... when they have like someone on an interview and they're like oh we have breaking news we're gonna share it to you now live on the air (laughs) and the person being interviewed is like please no (laughs) like I would like not to do this (laughs) it's like I I very much would appreciate if if you would not (laughs) share it right now in this way processing time anything please right and I think it's very interesting because I don't think that I don't think that people genuinely mean what it was your initial reaction. I think they mean like, give us a, you know, it's news, it's television. So it's like, give us a version of your initial reaction that like is newsworthy or is something that you'd like to share or, you know, there are all those caveats and conditionals built in. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is a desire, you know, there's like a, a social media reality television desire to like, well, give us the raw, unedited, unfiltered look inside when all of it is edited and filtered. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I want to watch the reality TV show where I get the real, I, I understand really what it's like to be this person. Of course, only after it's been edited and all chopped up and put in an order in which it's going to make a specific right. narrative and make sense and give a specific message. Right. And it's so funny that, you know, in two sentences, we went from news to reality TV. Right. And I mean, that's why I said however many minutes ago that I'm not someone who really is out here trusting 
you know, the mainstream news sources just because, like, I, breaking news, that banner that's on the bottom of the screen 24 mm-hmm. hours a day, there's just not that much breaking news. <laughs> that's a lie. Yeah. To keep me engaged <laughs> through my fear. Correct. Like, that just... You are playing to my basest instincts. And the longer I watch you, the more I get sucked into you because you're a business and because you make money off of my eyeballs. Right. Um, The, I mean, the very first thing that we talked about in the trailer for this show (laughs) was that push notification I got about that ancient human who got eaten by a bird. But, I cannot I mean, believe. talk about push notifications that they're trying, you know, to say, oh, there has to be news at all points in time. It's funny because I kind of forgot about that, first of all, because I have the memory of a jellyfish. But also, I had forgotten about, you know, the fake breaking news push notification because, you know, simply for the past six months or so, there has been so much actual breaking news, such as, like, do you remember the night that Trump got COVID? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yes, there's, you know, the manufactured breaking news to keep the 24-hour news cycle up and running. And, you know, sometimes on days like Wednesday, January 6, 2021, I am like, okay, work. I'm glad we have news on right. all the time. But then it's like the rest of the time, just put on a damn commercial, mama. Like, <laughs> cut to that. Cut it out. Or, like, give me some more long-form news stories or something. I don't know. It just, the news doesn't Yeah, it's not do like it there isn't, <laughs> it's the addiction to the news has to be breaking. It has to be secret. It has to be uncovered. I mean, that's the thing that people keep saying about Trump is that, like, you know, he does shit as bad or worse than Watergate. I mean, after, I mean, after Wednesday, I'll say it's worse than Watergate. <laughs> I'll say it. But only after Wednesday. I think he crossed the line. But only, uh, only this. Yeah. Um... But the fact that he does it on Twitter instead of doing it in a tape that he then tries to erase, that, like, that then is not a scandal. Like, it has to be a scandal and it has to be uncovered and it has to have that narrative around it. I'm tired of that. That's not helping us out. That's not making things better. It's really not. And it's not the training of people. Like, I'm having a thought right now, live. (laughs) But... (laughs) But like, <laughs> give us your, <laughs> give us your initial reaction. Untempered. Uh, oh no! Oh no! I don't feel like the the people that come on as historians, as lawyers, as newscasters, as science experts, whatever, you know, that we see on the news all the time, are particularly trained to like mm-hmm. be synthesizing their. To be bridging that gap between initial reaction and here's something I'd like to share with everybody. <laughs> right, um, right. And you know who is? Literally artists. Okay, like, work. Artists, musicians, actors specifically, like they take on a story and are trying to be in the moment giving you reaction, but in the midst of a story that is hopefully, you know, trying to be hopeful or trying to say something that has real applicable meaning to the current social state. Etc. Yeah. Like those are the people who have training to be doing that kind of work and who do yeah. it. To temper the initial reaction to be palatable and consumable and not palatable, but like to, or, to be broadcastable, to be appropriate for 
<laughs> sharing and right. communicating to others. And to, and to channel that initial reaction even. You know, it's like, I don't right. want to see actors who are, you know, intellectualizing everything that's just not acting. You know, I want right. the in the moment, but having it be in the context of a narrative that is, you know, like I said, hopefully useful to somebody. Because there are a whole bunch of unuseful narratives. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anderson Cooper, call us. <laughs> We're right here. Uh, okay, so I have uh, I have a binary for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared for one. these ones. <laughs> it's a real appropriate one as we... Uh, well, as we close out this little four-year period we've been in, uh, the binary is between alternative facts and fake news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I think I like alternative facts just because that's just, it's a gutsy, it's a gutsy <laughs> collection of words. Okay, it's got some spunk. <laughs> it's truly nonsensical. <laughs> <laughs> alternative facts. <laughs> Literally, like, what does it... And she said that on television. And people let her go on television after saying that. Can you believe? Well, look, I mean, you know she made it up while she was on television. <laughs> Reaction. Oh, my God. Um, <sighs> yeah, alternative facts, absolutely. It just the unhinged kind of just pure linguistic quality of it can never be matched. <laughs> I think I... I'm not just doing this to pick the other one. I think I do have to go with fake news <laughs> because you know I have such fondness is not the what's the inverse of fondness? Disdain. <laughs> I have contempt. such specific <laughs> contempt is exactly the word for people who are like, "Oh, that's just haters." Fake news. The the idea of dismissing something as I don't even have to listen to you now. <laughs> like, I have fully neutered and neutralized and, and <laughs> disqualified anything you said simply because I've decided <laughs> I don't care about what you say. It's like, that's not how we interact with others. <laughs> right. Also, lest we forget, humanity... <laughs> that there were other humans who did not like to work together. And guess what? They died out. Mama, get it together. Not want to be in community together. Get out of here <laughs> with that. <laughs> yes, get get out of community with me if you don't want to be in community. <laughs> Is Girl, that what you're saying? <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. If you don't want to be in community with me, well, guess what? You're not allowed. That is the challenge, isn't it? It's like... Anywho, I'm sorry. If you want to get in my community, you got to want to get in my community. <laughs> hey. If you want it, want it, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Do you have a third have a just to round out that trilogy? Uh, what's another want lyric? Um, I want it all. I want it. Want. Now you know that's my song. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm stalling right now because I don't have a binary. I don't have a binary. A, a binary. <laughs> now, I will note that there were certainly some people after that Lance Binry episode who said, <laughs> now who is Lance Binry? In particular, I'm thinking about Kate, who said, I listened to the whole episode and I don't know where this title came <laughs> from. I, it, I, I thought it was all there. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. 
is scattered amongst our thoughts. There we go. <laughs> okay, I'm not really particularly fond of this of this one. Um, Disdain, contempt, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, right now on the on the floor, so to speak, um, by Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tonight we're gonna get <coughs> sorry. I wasn't Ooh. prepared. <laughs> anyway. Uh, look, that's how sometimes I feel out here. Work. I've said this exact same thing, I think, before. In and response to me saying something you sang was unsupported. In response well. to me singing something and then criticizing <laughs> myself. So if we aren't ourselves. Nobody then is. how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? <laughs> get an amen. <laughs> okay. Impeachment, twenty fifth amendment. Okay. All right. Now this is interesting. Um, now twenty fifth amendment. That's new. Impeachment. We did that. Twenty fifth amendment. Cutting edge. Breaking news. I'll say that. At the same time, you know, people love to say, "Ooh, twenty fifth amendment." They well, why haven't they just? just done the 25th Amendment yet. Well, Mama, let me tell you this. For the 25th Amendment, that has to pass both houses of Congress with a two-thirds vote. Find the votes, Mom. Find the votes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I guess impeachment, tried and true. (laughs) We've done it before. We can do it again. Tried and, and we'll we'll try again. (laughs) (laughs) Tried and misinformed. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, tried and true. I don't know. Certainly tried. <laughs> yeah. I'm going impeachment. I am also picking the opposite, not because you picked impeachment, but because, I mean, <laughs> that would just be to cap off the perfect, you know, news <laughs> entertainment reality show that this has been. If, mm-hmm. you know, Pence and Trump unfollow each other and then Pence gets everybody <laughs> together and Invokes the twenty fifth. <laughs> I think it's all the girlies together. Drama. I mean, it, it's giving me very uh, when Regina George <laughs> writes herself into the burn book and then <laughs> spreads it all over the school. Like that's what Pence needs to do. <laughs> that I mean, that's the drama. That's the reality TV entertainment that I want. That is again, let me say, not news, but entertainment. Um, I mean, if we're going full reality TV. Then yes, give me the full double cross backstab. Like that's it's what I want. Yeah. Well, we've reached the end, <laughs> but you know what they say: the end is just the beginning of something else. Wow. Anyway, by the time y'all hear this, they may have burned down the damn countries. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, will we have another episode before the inauguration? Uh, no. Next episode will be after the inauguration. Wow. So, as the great Mitt Romney said this week, we just have to hold on tight until then. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> been around the world. Oh. We love that you love, we love that. This podcast is brought to you by Jerome, that's me, and Kenyon, that's him. With music by Sophia Campomore and art by Griffin Keller. Drop us a line at we love that podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Um, let's clap to be sure. Yeah. Three, two, one. 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> three, two, one. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> three, two, one. I have to do it again. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Three, two, one. <laughs>